0: there welcome to rested mama's talk we're chelsea
1: and mika your certified pediatric sleep coaches who were once exhausted mamas just like you turned into rested mamas who now have helped hundreds of families get better sleep in three days with an alternative to traditional sleep training
0: As creators of the Association Fading Sleep Method, we teach a responsive and holistic approach. Our podcast is dedicated to sharing the journey from true parental exhaustion to thriving parenthood.
1: From real sleep tips, from us and other experts, to real stories of
0: families just like you. Let's get rested. Hello, there, families, our fellows, moms, dads. Welcome back to another episode of Rested Mama's Talk. I'm Chelsea, and I am joined by my co host and co founder, Mika. How
1: are you? Hey, everyone. Great to be here again. We are excited to kick off a new season of Rested Mama's Talk. Yes, new season. Um, And today, we are going to dive into a topic that we haven't quite covered yet, and this is special thanks um, and inspiration to our friends at Totcraft, Craft, who did sponsor today's episode. And Totcraft Craft is a wonderful company we're going to talk about, actually, if you are in search of infant carriers, bed rails, toddler pillows they have the highest standards of safety Um, and actually their engineer is is from the biomed side i also came from um, medical device and so i can appreciate honestly how much it takes to get something like a medical device certified and into the u.s and having those kind of standards applied to something for your toddler. So more to come about that. But today is going to be specifically about toddlers.
0: So we love our toddlers. <laughs> don't we, don't Mika? But I'm gonna be honest, there are a few additional layers that we do have to take into consideration when not only when you and I are working with toddlers when it comes to sleep, but just in general. So all of you families that are listening out there, when we are trying to remediate any kind of sleep challenge or help to improve sleep routines with our toddlers. There is that extra layer. And that is because compared to babies or your child a year ago, two years ago, they have what? They have their own voice. <laughs> they have their own opinions. They have their own personality. They have their own way of handling change, just like us as adults, right? We all handle change and moving into a transition differently. And so we really do need to take that into consideration during this whole process of working with toddlers. So yes, when we are talking about toddler sleep, do we need to take into consideration, Mika, the schedule? Absolutely, right? We do that with our babies. We definitely need to do that with our toddlers, making sure that they are set up for success when it comes to sleep but we also need to take into consideration the whole idea of behavior, right? Um, Because that is really what it comes down to is helping them handle change and also managing their emotions and their behavior throughout that process. Ultimately, it is all about making a plan. (laughs) Um, And that is the case for babies. It's a case for toddlers. So Mika, Okay, hey, think about with your little ones. So you have two kids, I have two kids, but you've also worked with toddler families as I have. And we have worked with many over the years that we've been in, you know, I guess you can say business <laughs> in this practice of sleep. If I were to say, okay, Mika, what is one thing that you would want to say to a parent if they ask you, what is the number one thing that they should know about toddlers and sleep? what would that be? How did you come to that one decision of what to tell them, that one main thing to take away?
1: So I would kinda wanna take a step back first for those of you listening to this and maybe not sure what you're gonna get out of it or you're trying to figure out what is it that would be considered a toddler sleep problem. So before I answer that question and we go down that route, the number one one and a half (laughs) question (laughs) problem that we always get from families is how do I keep my toddler in their bed? Mm -hmm. So I know we said like top problems of toddler sleep. There's like a a bunch of them, right? We've got things that impact daycare and all these things. But the number one thing that our families struggle with when they come to us is keeping their toddler in their beds all night.
0: And not walking into the room and slipping in the bed with them. And then all of a sudden mom wakes up and like, oh my gosh, my child is in the bed with me. I didn't even know that they came in. Perhaps we t- hear that all the time, right? Um and-, and I would
1: say, I would say I I actually hear the opposite more that they do get woken up and toddler gets out and then mom and dad have succumbed to literally having a temporary mattress on the floor in the toddler room. I actually hear that way more than a finding out because, you know, mom instincts, right? You're going to wake up. Probably. Yes, it happens. But I would say more often than not, it's a mattress on the floor. So. If you are that parent who realizes that there's a blow-up mattress right next to your toddler bed and you take turns with either dad or mom or whatever, just know that you are so not alone, even if you've been doing this for months.
0: I had a conversation actually with a, a, a potential family that was just wanting to get to know us yesterday and a little bit about our approach, and I just really felt for this mom because So they have an almost three-year-old, a two-and-a-half-year-old, I guess, technically. And they have been really struggling with sleep. And the dad has been essentially just that, not even having a floor mattress, a blow-up bed. He's literally just been sleeping on the floor in the toddler's room for the last six weeks. And they have not been in the same bedroom together. They've been essentially just like now, the mom and the dad sleeping completely separately. And that is way, more common than you think so yes if this is you you're not alone (laughs) anyway go ahead
1: (laughs) so when we when we run into those kind of problems i think the number one thing it at this point usually is that they've tried something majority i wouldn't say all of them and what happens is maybe in the toddlerhood age which we would consider about 19 months and and over Usually we hear, well, you know, we tried Ferber or we've tried something um, in sleep training for months or weeks um, with our toddler, but it's just not working. We don't know what to do because when they get up, I don't know what to do when they ask for water or their arm hurts or their knees hurt or I have to pee or I have to go or I want a snack or I'm hungry or one more song. I mean, all the things. And um and so the the big takeaway I always tell these families is because traditional infant sleep training will not work on a toddler. That's my number one takeaway. Because of all the things that Chelsea has mentioned, there are very many traits that toddlers have cognitively and developmentally and in developmental phases and and um, abilities that infants just do not have. And so yes, the foundation is there where they really need to understand what the routine is, right? We always talk about for infant sleep, they need to understand what it is that's going to happen, expectation setting. But, that ability to now make the decision and decide they're gonna stick with that decision is a little bit of a curveball where now they have to make the decision on their own that they are going to stay in the bed and sleep. And so that is that's the biggest takeaway. This is why managing toddler sleep is so different. And to, you know, Chelsea's point, is the nap still very important? Yes. But consider a toddler. Most, most all toddlers are really only on one nap. So the amount of changing naps that you can (laughs) do is actually very little. It's the other ingredients of sleep that we talk about, plus some behavioral structures that really impact us.
0: Yeah, we really, you know, and that's really important. That's something that we really focus on as a a big part of our approach. And one of those big components that we're talking about is really how do we reinforce with the child um, and keeping it positive and positively reinforcing as you are changing those routines, but also making sure that you are essentially keeping the boundary, right? You're creating that boundary of what it needs to look like around sleep time and what's expected of of your little one. So, you know, ultimately that brings us to if we really had to narrow it down to three big or main causes, three main reasons for your toddler sleep struggles, we can. We can kind of put them into buckets, right, and kind of break it down. Of course, if this is you and you're listening to this and you want more details, please go to our website, restmamahappybaby.com. We can schedule a discovery call with us and we can really go into more details with you individually. And actually, how would this relate to your family? Um, so, you know, we can go ahead and do that. Now, before we do that, Mika had mentioned at the top of this podcast episode that our wonderful friends at Talk Craft are, are with us during this journey of toddler sleep. And so, we really want to talk to you about one specific product. Go ahead,
1: Mika. Yeah, and actually this is related to our, our, I'll say top four, okay? So I want to rank this based on least impact to largest impact. Mm -hmm. And so I'll call this last factor, number four-ish or 3A or however you are, I'm
0: typing, 8.5. is
1: when you are working with a toddler and trying to figure out how to help them stay in their room and sleep through the night, the number one thing to prepare for that journey as we go through the top three is going to be safety.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we get a lot of families asking about, um, well, you know, uh, I think he's about age to where we need to move them from crib to, um, to bed. First of all, it's not about age, it's about safety, okay? Yeah. So your child can be three and still be needing a rail or needing to be in a crib. So don't feel pressure from an age standpoint. With that being said, it does sometimes take some supplies if you are in the middle of transitioning or your child is maybe getting out of their crib unsafely um, to get some safety rails and um, and this can be very important. I really recommend that you don't go through and find whatever you can on Amazon because not all of those things are safe. Um, And this is something that your child is going to be staying, hopefully in their room for next to you for about 10 hours a night. So um, safety is our top priority especially when it comes to your little ones. And so this is why we really do recommend Top Craft Safety bed rails, which is what you are going to want to use if you are considering that transition. And like I mentioned, you can't get any better than feeling good about the fact that their engineer actually helped support the development of biomedical devices. So um That's the number one prerequisite. Um, Chelsea. I don't know if you have anything else to say about the environment foundation. Um, What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, and absolutely. I mean, ultimately, it it is very key, the environment specifically. We just want to really set your child up for success, right? And safety is at the top priority for that. You know, the top craft's bed rails, their safety rail guard honestly, it's a game changer. So I personally love them. They offer compatibility and they have a universal fit for all bed sizes, which honestly is probably one of the bigger (laughs) challenges when you're looking at bed rails. I can't tell you how many times we've heard of families that have said like, oh, I tried this, but it just doesn't fit my bed right. Or it doesn't fit the taller bed, but I want to go to a queen bed, but it doesn't fit. So whether you have a crib or a queen or a double twin or a king size or a single mattress that you're transitioning your toddler over to from crib to that bed, or even a bunk bed top craft really has you covered.
1: Yeah. And you know what, another thing you mentioned, I remember moving Everly into her. She actually went straight to a full queen. It was like a full dash queen. Um, I don't know, maybe because my daughter is a little bougie and she just like like <laughs> liked having big space. So she actually never went down. It was a hard, I, we had a hard time finding something that was going to fit. Um, it also gets really annoying when you can't pull it down. So the, I think the one thing I really do love about the top craft bed rails is that it easily folds down when they're, when you're getting them in and out of bed. And, you know, I, gosh, I think I had like back problems at that time and trying, I'm a short i'm a short girl (laughs) um so you know having that feature gosh would have been really really nice so um so that's first and foremost and i'm sorry we doubled down on that for so long but it is so important that that you have that in place and physical boundaries are not a bad thing especially if you're trying to keep your your child in bed so if you're looking to learn more about that um that bed rail it is going to be posted below in the description of our podcast or our um, YouTube episode. So check that out. So now that we have that, now that we have the environment, let's go through the other top three from least to most impact.
0: Awesome. And wait, one more thing, Mika. We do have a little discount code. So if you guys use oh, Rested, yeah. Mama, Rested Mama, and uh, you can actually receive a 15% off. So if you're a first-time customer, go ahead and go to TalkCraft.com so you can take advantage of that. All right. So least to most. Let's go ahead. Mika, do you want to take the first one? And we would actually say that this is, you know, this is definitely a factor. We kind of mentioned it already, but that's something called the imbalance of sleep pressure, specifically. Yeah. So what do we mean by that?
1: So this is actually, I would say, this was my number one problem, but not the number one problem we typically see. But when we work with our babies, a lot of the things that we do is around aligning natural sleep rhythms to what a child does naturally. What does that mean in layman's terms is your child, every child only has a certain capacity of the number of hours that they can physically sleep and need in a 24 hour period, and each child is the same. Mm-hmm. So with a toddler, what does that mean? Most toddlers will actually cap out on total sleep in a 24-hour period anywhere between, honestly, 12 to 13 hours. Yeah. So when you do the simple math, if you are looking to get that quality sleep at night, which you would, you know, want to target about 10 to 11 hours at this age, yeah. that really only leaves two hours of le- or less of naps during the day. So sometimes I know I've had the problem, you know, daycare, or you know, you feel like your child is really tired. And we see those really solid two, three hour naps, or you might hear I will tell you that we have a neighbor who's like, Oh, no, my, my daughter, my son, they sleep three hours, and they still sleep through the night. Yeah, make sure you understand that that might mean three hours of nap in the day, baby goes to bed at 10 at night and then wakes up eight hours later. So why does that matter? It matters because the sleep that happens before midnight is is the most quality sleep, that is the deepest sleep, most restorative sleep that a child, a human, an adult can get. So we want a child to get more of that sleep in the early time of the night Um, then really trying to make it up in the day, which is, it's not the same amount of sleep. So 13 hours of sleep, 12 hours of sleep total is not the same hours as depending on what buckets you have. So that's usually the, 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 one of the problems that we see is having a nap that is honestly way too long.
0: Yeah. And this is such a common thing that we'll all hear and say like, oh, well, my friend's child sleeps at three, three hours, um, at nap and they seem like they're doing great. And it's my very first question as well, we probably want to see what time is that child's bedtime? And I guarantee you either that child is going to bed really late or have a little bit of an earlier bedtime, but it's taking that child extremely long time or way longer than what our target would be for that child to fall asleep. That's usually the two things that happen there. So, um, so if you're listening to this, and this resonates with you, that would be a great place to start is to figure out, is my child actually napping a little bit too long? Um, and that's one of big, big first step within this whole process. Um, the next number two, if you will, the, the three top reasons if we we're putting in buckets that we see toddlers are having some sleep challenges, it really comes down to inconsistency and or confusion. Now, before I kind of go into some specifics here and also give you guys recommendations, we really want to actually take a step back and think about where is a toddler in terms of development within the toddler stage. Toddlers have a very, and this is true for babies too, but it it really is very, very important to keep in mind. Toddlers have a very hard time understanding sometimes they live what i say is lives in a very black and white world it's really hard for them to understand the gray or another way of saying this where sometimes the routine looks one way sometimes it looks different it's hard for them to understand sometimes mommy or daddy wants and is able to lay next to me to go to sleep but other times Mommy's asking me to go to sleep and walking out of the room. That's really hard for them to comprehend. And the main thing is because they don't know what to expect then at that point. When toddlers are confused or not know what to expect, that is really where we get some of those um, behaviors that are maybe a little less desirable, right, Mika? So like the larger tantrums or the big feelings and it's just because they're confused and they just don't feel very secure because they don't know where they fit within that routine. So when we're looking at the whole spectrum of toddler sleep, the biggest thing that we can do is actually to help your child reduce confusion and to set very specific structured routines around sleep. Now does that mean Mika that I have to be like Super, you know, every single time this is what it looks like for the rest of my life. No, but when we are trying to troubleshoot and to improve toddler sleep, we do really need to give them consistency and where that routine will look exactly the same each time. Okay. So now with that being said, here are some tips that I can give you to really help set your child up for success when we go into establishing those new routines. Before you
1: do that, there is one thing that you mentioned that I want to make sure is clear because um, behaviors actually are different depending on a child. Not every child is going to have you know, maybe what we see right away is undesirable behaviors and tantrums, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's going to come up with a child consistently asking for water and getting out of bed. Like you might not consider that undesirable, right? But you're like, oh gosh, you don't know. is Are they, at, are they needing water? Oh, maybe they need to pee. Oh, they said their arm hurts. Does that mean I have to ignore them? Mm-hmm. The one thing to note about toddlers is when their boundaries are unclear, they are going to go to that line to test that boundary because they don't know where it is.
0: And in so, all honesty, like if their job is to test that boundary.
1: They're trying to figure it yeah, out. Like, it's they're not, trying to figure
0: so, it out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say,
1: you know, I because sometimes, yes, it can absolutely have, you know, undesirable tantrum behaviors, but sometimes they're not always as easily spotable tactics
0: yeah it can be delay tactics it can be you
1: know i want another book can you give another book and so before chelsea goes into those i just wanted to paint a picture of what that problem and why what she's going to provide you is going to be relevant because um this could also be why they have different boundaries with different people Mm -hmm. so we all also often see that, oh, well, she doesn't do this with my husband or whatever it is when he puts her to bed. It only happens with me. Well, you know what? Maybe that person has specific boundaries that that person, you know, that that toddler knows not to go past. So it is also by person. This is why it's, it's really important that both parents, both partners, they are aligned on what the boundaries are. I can tell you that when my son, who is two, with mom and dad, there is no question. We get a book or two, we get a song after the song, there's no more song, it's time for bed, you wait for the green light. Even if you wake up early, you wait for the green light. And that's kind of the thing. When Grandma puts him to bed, <laughs> I will tell you. I'm it only takes laughing because
0: I know Grandma and I love yeah. her. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: and she, she, and
1: she loves putting. Well, let me just say, she loves you putting him to bed. So yeah. she'll so like give him a bath, yeah. and then they'll go in there, and I'll kind of let them. And that's okay. I'll let them do their thing, yeah. and I'll, I'll just, like it'll be like 45 minutes later after laying him down. And I won't usually because I know it's a once in a while thing. But yeah, she'll come down and she'll you be one. like, my gosh, he just really gets you and wants to have like eight books. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, because he knows... He can get that out of yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I don't mean to digress. I just wanted no, to paint that no, picture for no, you but guys. That's important. This and is then, all relevant to what Chelsea's about to say.
0: Well, and also, you guys, I think that I mentioned this at the very top of this podcast episode, but one of the biggest things is really to just have a plan. You know, it's so much harder to see success um, and improvement quickly if that plan isn't in place. Um, And primarily just because, you know, I don't, we don't want you to feel like you're guessing and at every step of the way, you know, there's going to be bumps and load. I wish that when we're trying to improve toddler sleep that it was completely linear, Um, but it's not. And that's okay. And so what we wanna do though, is just make sure that we have a plan. So if something isn't going as we hoped, how do we react? How do we respond? What are our next steps? So that I completely agree, Mika. Um, so speaking of just that, one of my first things that I will say, and this may now sound maybe a little cliche or like, okay, yeah, Chelsea, I know that, but it's really important, you guys, you really do need to follow through. So anytime you give your child a direction, or if you give them a choice, or if you ask them to do something, and they're not, we do have to follow through with them on that expectation of what we have asked them to do. So let me give you an example here. One of the things that I always say to help reduce things like that delay tactic, right, Mika, that we were just talking about or confusion, is that I always say in your routine, in your bedtime routine, for example, it is a great idea to allow your child to have some independence and make choices. They love to feel independent, they love to feel like big kids. So doing things like letting your child pick out their pajamas or pick out a book is all wonderful, wonderful things to do. However, I would limit the choices. So for example, I would not have your toddler go up to the bookshelf and say, okay, pick out a book, because what's going to happen, Mika, they're going to look at the 50 books that are on the bookshelf, and they're going to pull off probably 10, and it's going to take a long time. That can cause some frustration for you as a parent. What you can do is do something a little prep before the bedtime routine, pull out two books. And then when you get to that part of the routine, say, okay, Sam, do you wanna read this book or this book? They still get a choice. Okay, but now what happens, Mika though, if they don't follow through and they're trying to do what? Asking for a different book or asking for mom or dad or dad to come in and instead of mom to read the book, So what you can say is you can say something along the lines of acknowledging what they're saying. So you can say I hear that you want a different book, but then state what the expectation is mommy asks you that we're going to read either this book or this book, which one do you want to pick, and if they then do not meet that expectation, then you can say. What is going to happen then right because we can't just say like okay and then just go let them pick because what's going to happen next time Mika if I do that. They're going to go to that bookshelf and they're going to do it more every single time. So now do you have to be harsh about it, do you have to be mean about it, no, but then you will have to say what will happen if they don't follow through on what you're asking so what you can say is I hear you want that other book. That is a great thing. We can read that book tomorrow. Tonight, we're picking this book or this book.
1: That's what I was going to say is the number one thing is oftentimes um, I think uh, for us as adults, we think it's black or white, but even something as small as telling them more than no, you can't have it tonight Mm -hmm. and leave it open ended. It's really important too that you say we will we will read this tomorrow.
0: And And then they feel about it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're not taking away less. You know what? Yeah. Today, we're going to read this book. Tomorrow, we can read the other book, Um, which is also why I will bring it back to um, every, every time I like to think about it is every time you're trying to keep your toddler within boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, There's a wall there, right? Yeah. And so that wall, they come up to that wall at bedtime. So you wanna chip away at that wall every chance to get leading up to bedtime. So once you get to bedtime, you don't have this big wall. So what does that mean? Every time that you prepare them before that they know what their routine is, you, you take a piece of that wall down. Every time you say, okay, um, so after bath time, we are gonna go to bed and we're only gonna read one book, right? Remember, we're only reading one book tonight. You chop off that one, another piece of that wall. Every time you reiterate it all the way up, I mean, you'd be surprised how many times you have to reiterate what the expectations are with a toddler, but picture that wall. And then once you get to it, depending on how big that wall is, because of whatever consistency or or expectations that needed to be set, um, that's where maybe you have to be prepared on knowing what the alternative is and what those, yeah. you know. And
0: then you know. it's also not a surprise to them. So when you're saying that, like, we're just picking that one book, then they're not taken aback by that, right? They know what to expect. That was already something that was pre-discussed, right? Um, now you can also then, if they're still, for example, not choosing a book, then you could say something like, Um, You know, right now you're not making a choice. So if you're not making a choice, then mommy will choose. And then you can just go ahead and choose one of the books and then move on to reading it. Um, But let me take a step back. So that's one of the things that kind of goes across lots of daytime life, though, too, is is really following through on, on what you say. But one of the things that I stress most, Mika, when we're working with our families, before we start to make any changes is preparation with your child. So this kind of goes back to helping them understand what to expect so that confusion is not there. One thing that you can do is you can actually create, for example, a bedtime routine chart. Can your child read at this point? No, (laughs) they cannot, but you can go on the computer and print off clip art of little pictures of things that they do in their bedtime routine and print it out and let them see what the steps are. They can engage with that chart and routine so they know first I do this, then I do this, then I do this, then I go to sleep so that they know it's super clear what my steps are. The other piece, that I will say when we talk about preparation is something called role playing so when we talk about role playing that means that we really want to practice what it means to go to sleep this can be with a doll you can be mommy the child can be um daddy you can be the child the child can be daddy and you're practicing that routine and also what does it mean to go to sleep what do you want their body to look like what do you want their voice to look like so that you're practicing what it is that they're going to be doing for that routine and then of course when they are doing what you're asking them to do, acknowledging those wonderful choices that they're making and really encouraging them with just some great positive reinforcement. Lots of high fives, lots of hugs. The number one reinforcer to to toddlers, Mika, is fun, (laughs) okay? So if you can make something fun, that is going to be one of the best things that we can do for them. Okay, so wonderful. So the third one, and I think that this is going to be um, just, I think this is probably the biggest thing that we work with toddlers on. And if you want more information about this specifically, we can definitely talk and have a discovery call um, where we can go into more into our third point. But Mika, briefly, do you just want to go ahead and say, what is that third thing that we see, the third reason?
1: We're going to be brief on this because it is the common thread that we actually talk about in With Infants as well. It, and it is so related to the consistency and what Chelsea mentioned. but. Surprise, surprise is going to be parental presence <laughs> and um, but it's connected to what Chelsea mentioned because if a child knows that every time they ask for something that means mommy sleeps on the floor, or daddy sleeps on the floor and it's fun and they like it. Right. And I, I, and I want to be careful when I say that because sometimes um, it's a misunderstanding that they need you there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They don't need you there um you know what what they need to know is what happens when they do those things and they need a rested parent i am going to say that more than um, they need a parent to suffer on the floor they need a rested parent that's going to be present and happy and fulfilled for the day um so it when we talk about sleep associations for infants, we talk about the passy, we talk about feed to sleep. It's that thing that tells them that is okay to sleep. They they don't need you to tell them that it's okay to sleep. Their bodies tell them that it's time for sleep and then they they rejuvenate themselves by having that deep sleep and being able to go to sleep. So, I just want to make that clear. They don't need you. I know we as a society feel like our kids really need to need us, but they don't actually need us for that. It's just a boundary that they're trying to figure out. Um, And it's an expectation and routine that they're trying to figure out. So you being in there um, is is just becoming what they consider us an association. You are there, it tells them, okay, they can sleep now. So when we talk about removing that sleep association, it's about letting them know that they have their own decision-making capability to listen to their bodies to fall asleep. So that is the number one thing. There are so many things that we can talk about it. Um, but we talk about it honestly so much on other podcasts. Um, and if you follow us on Instagram, you will see that that is something that we talk about quite a bit the ins and outs. Um, but, These are all the things that we also work with our families. So these are just the top few Um, and every toddler is different, right? A 19 month old toddler is gonna be different than a four month old toddler or four year old toddler, (laughs) I should say. Um, But uh, that is the process we go through. So when you work with us one-on-one, or you work through our process. We work through all these buckets. So we go through and we say, what's the low hanging fruit? How do we help you make your environment safe so that we know toddlers can be tricky. They find a lot of ways. Trust me, we know all the ways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, how do we help you understand what your child's actual sleep cycles are? We help you determine what that is, how to navigate through nannies, through daycare, all the way through, Um, you know, Chelsea's crafted, brilliant way on how do you set an expectation with a toddler cognitively and developmentally so that is in your routine that allows them to acknowledge that bedtime is coming and then help you be accountable to see that consistency go through all the way through what do you do now when they ask for those things if you are looking for a way that allows you to respond and maybe the response that you're giving right now is not working so those are all the things that we uniquely craft for our families so um, we can help you tackle these struggles Um, if it's not clear for you to be responsive and supportive um and so closing closing comments Chelsea.
0: <laughs> yeah i definitely agree you know we definitely 100 percent. if you're listening to this we help you figure out how do you fade yourself out as that parent presence um and do that in an effective and, and um successful way but ultimately i mentioned it before please go to our website, restandmamahappybaby.com. Feel free to look at more information on our programs, our approach, but also don't hesitate. We can go ahead and schedule a discovery call where we can talk directly. Just um, click the
1: link below. Mm -hmm. Our discovery call link will be there available for you along with that great information that we have, um, with talk, talk craft bed rails. If you are getting started with your process, Um, and all of it will be right here for you right underneath the
0: description. All right. Well, good luck you guys to all of you out there who are struggling with toddler sleep and just know that you are not alone and there is support around you. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of this day and Mika, I hope you stay rested as always. (laughs) Awesome. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to this episode of rested mama's talk to stay connected and get more sleep tips from us. Follow us on our Instagram page at rested underscore mama underscore happy underscore baby
1: to find out how we're helping families around the world, get better sleep. Check out our website, rested mama, or chat with us directly to learn more about our programs chat with you next time.